And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. Hey there, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I'm here with Papa Joe. Say hi, Papa Joe. Hey, how we doing, everyone? Yeah. Hey, you guys have been hearing a lot from me, and... Uh... I know you probably think it's kind of probably pretty strange, but the, you know we're in the Keys, and uh, starting on this past Monday, we um, we didn't open up. The checkpoints are still there. A lot of people don't understand. And my matter of fact, I was just talking to Papa Joe before we came on the air. I was interviewed by uh, Jerry Brazzi, uh, a gentleman who has a podcast out of Portland, Oregon, and he um, when people hear about the checkpoints on the keys and I think we're just going to briefly talk about it just a couple minutes just to reiterate the reason why uh, I think Joe you probably describe it probably better than I do there's a checkpoint I'll explain this part there's a checkpoint on Cardstown Road leading up to 905 and there's a checkpoint leading up on um, the stretch which is US 1 leading into the keys connected to the mainland and it's restricting people uh, who are just residents or have legitimate business or have properties down here. So the, the thinking behind the checkpoints, Joe. Well, first and foremost, we have three hospitals in a 150-mile stretch of the Keys. None of them have trauma centers. All of them limited resources and a total of 153 beds, I believe. Yep, and nine so, and nine ventilators. Nine ventilators. Now, 70, of course, everyone could say you could always residents. get more ventilators. Mm-hmm. But when you have an outbreak, if we had hundreds that were sick, there's 153 beds, which means now we're sending people to Miami, and we're compounding the problem in the Miami hospitals, who are in fact still growing exponentially in cases and unfortunately in deaths. So it's really important to support not only the people in the Keys and the hospital staff here, but it really supports Miami-Dade primarily and then uh, Broward counties in, uh, in, in keeping what they're going through from getting worse. Yep. And people don't realize that. You know, it's 153 beds. Um, and if, if the overflow has to go into an area that's a hot spot for Florida. So when I tell people that, 
normally it, they they sort of go, oh, well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, that's that seems to be the missing bit of information when I, I when think you're telling, when you people 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 hear it, they get the imagery of the fallout bunker, you know. And, you know, there's a disaster that occurs and people jump into the fallout bunker and, you know, say, fuck everyone else. We're going to take care of ourselves. You know, that's, you know, we're afraid and stuff. But it's actually a legitimate way of being able to restrict the spread of infection. Okay. And that's oh, it. That's absolutely. It. That's Listen, it. No and one. If, if you were to ask the sheriff, I don't want to speak for the sheriff. But I, having been a law enforcement officer, I think any law enforcement official, no one wants to limit uh, the free movement of people, especially in a county that depends on visitors for business. But this this rises way above that concern, and um, it, it's an impact, obviously, uh, that would happen here in this county, and it's Listen, it's also it adds to the massive impact currently being experienced by Dade and Broward counties. Yep, yep, that's right. We're right directly north of us. That's that we we feed uh, directly through those counties. Well, I think we covered that. I don't mean to cut you short on that, but you did a stellar job describing it. All right, thank you. And Monday, yesterday was the phased reopening of all uh, of Florida with. Uh, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm uh, Beach County, I think, that yes. they're the ones that are given a bit of leeway on how they're going to open because they are the lion's share of uh, cases are occurring in those areas. So they're, uh, for once, there's uh, some moderation in the decision-making capability coming out of the governor's office in Tallahassee. Uh, so in the Keys, we are... Uh, opening up, but not opening up to the, you know, the outside world as much as that we are doing it locally. And some of the businesses started opening up yesterday. Uh, I didn't go out myself uh, because, first of all, I'm harbinging uh, my uh, resources. So I would love to support local businesses, but I don't have the. Uh, and I, I do tell people since. There, uh, if you do have the resources, please promote those local businesses that are opening up. And with the, tw- especially for restaurants that are opening up right now, uh, it's doing twenty five percent. There, there, uh, any restaurant you're going right now is is doing it for uh, their workers and the community because they're losing money in that uh, with twenty five percent. But uh, I salute them. And uh, I know Snappers opened up. And I knew the places probably that uh, were doing takeout like uh, Alfredo's. And uh, I think the Blackwater Siren is opening up. So we'll, we'll hear. Yeah, we went them. by there. Uh, we went by there on the boat uh, two days ago. And <clears throat> it looked like there were some boats on the back dock. So I would guess that maybe they've opened up a little bit as well. Yeah, and and we wish them all the best of luck. The catch will be coming back, but you know it, it's a personal decision with that. And they were doing uh, a lot of maintenance, getting uh, uh, doing a, a deep cleaning and maintenance, and getting ready for opening up. They're probably going to do it on phase two. But uh, 
The weather is lovely down here. Unfortunately, we're not open to the public. Uh, the parks are open up. We've, we've been there. I went to the Ra- uh, Rouse Marina with my wife and daughter. Uh, you've been on the water. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of, even though there is checkpoints, there's people probably making their way down here on a boat. Uh, oh, yeah. Of, yeah. So whenever there's a restriction. So I think we covered, oh, I wanted to tell you on Thursday, Around 4 o'clock, we'll have an interview with the mayor of Key West. How about that? Terry Johnston. Um, and I'll, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to find out about uh, their plans, uh, how things are opening up there. Uh, you know, the Keys are going to have a lot of, you know, the, our elected officials are really going to have their work cut out for them because... Uh, we did mention in our previous uh, shows that over 50% of our economy is based on tourism. And we've just blasted a big hole in that. And that tourism isn't like a spigot. Once you uh, turn it off, doesn't mean it's going to come right back. And since we're, uh, we, are, we do know from the county, that won't come back until after May. If it does, now that's tentative at the end of May, the checkpoints will open up. But we're going to move on after that. Unless we have more things to talk about with the Florida Keys. I mean, it's been beautiful down here. Um, It's been particularly dry. uh, You know, dry, not humid. And it was in the low to mid-80s. It's in the mid-80s today. But we've never, we haven't had uh, the upper, you know, the upper 80s or 90s yet. Uh, the weather's been great, and actually at night it's almost like a chill when that when that humidity's uh, low. So what, what oh, do you think? Comfortable. Oh, yeah. very comfortable. I'll with, say this. What? I think uh, I think when it opens up, I, I I think it will, at least initially, there'll, there'll be a good amount of people coming back. And I, speaking, uh, I you know I, I kind of watch how the local fishermen uh, and the guides who have really taken a hit during this um, when they do go out because obviously there's less fishing going on right now they are coming back with I'm talking phenomenal catches Uh I I mean uh, routinely really large snapper grouper um, yellowtails everywhere so like a lot of places in the world, you know, when you limit human activity, you know, that in this case, the fish kind of come back, I guess would be the, the, the yep. term, but yep. um, the guys that are going out, man, yeah, even, a, even, even back country, give it, uh, give it, they're, give coming, it. Yeah. they're just, they're slaying them, man. And I, I, I really hope when it opens up, um, that they go right back to doing as good as they did because uh, I'm telling you the fishing's amazing down here right now. Okay, well, you know that would be a great promotion for uh, TDC. You know, if you want to really promote to the places outside of the Keys and promote the fishing because fishing, you know, their women are getting into into fishing uh, more often, but it's mainly a male uh, endeavor. So if you had made up, you know, some advertising, some T-shirts, some hats, come to the Keys. You'll get some snapper. That may be a good uh, You know, I just thought of that. Yeah. Oh, snapper. And then you put pause. <laughs> the fish, you know, may have a girl. 
uh, holding up a fish, you know, one of those girls at the Fishing Monster magazine or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sports so, Illustrated, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, hey, listen, I don't want to break the um, trend. I don't know if it's uh, the third episode, but I, I can't go without mentioning. We've had listeners from uh, the Dutch village of Lederdorp um, downloading our shows. And I've, I've been remiss, not previously when we had the listener from Iran and Nepal, not mentioning them. But unfortunately, when you say Iran, they don't really give the village that they're from listening from. And that would kind of suck because I guess if in Iran, if they mentioned the village they were from, and then, yeah, and then they would say, good. yeah, then, then the... Um, what they call it, the Revolutionary Guard would send their people over and say, doesn't uh, Muhammad have an internet connection there? And Muhammad speaks English. So, but there's no problem me saying later, Dorp, and I found out some additional information about it. First of all, we're going to be posting a picture of their flag. We're going to be posting their flag, and their flag won't you? I did not know this ahead of time, is two keys crossed over each other with a wavy blue line, a thick wavy blue line, signifying a river going through it. Two keys. How appropriate is that? For the Florida Keys bartender, we picked a town, their flag has two keys on it. Very nice. Yep. And besides that, I found out, did you ever hear of a word called a demonym? What a demonym is? Oh, tell me. Uh, well, it's spelled D-E-M-O-N-Y-M. And, you know, like homonym, cinnamon, uh, you know, how to, whatever way you say that. That's what you right. call a person from. Like in the, in the Keys, they're not called a Keysian. They're called a conch. Uh, Florida is a Floridian, you know, Pennsylvania, Texan, uh, British, uh, French, Spanish. Whatever. In in Lederdorp and in Lederdorp they're called a Lederdorper or Lederdorper. Lederdorper. Interesting. Yes. I know. Not maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, and uh, so they got twenty seven thousand one hundred and nine as according according to the census two thousand nineteen. And one of their most famous famous people is Carice Van Houten. A Dutch actress and singer who you might know. Were you a big fan, Joe, of Game of Thrones? Uh, unfortunately, no. Um, oh. But um, okay, well, is this a person who acted in the in the she, series? Yes, it is. And I thought she was just one of the English actors. And like I said before, the Dutch people are very sneaky. Because you cannot tell when you're talking to them if you're speaking to someone who's they could be from Britain or they could be from the United States because they they may not have the accent. A lot of them learn English, I think, with the, a slight English accent. But uh, it's Carice Van Houten is the actress who played the Red Priestess Melisandre in Game of wow. Thrones. A major, a major role, a major role. In it, and I won't even tell you what happened. But she was—they were called her, oh, there, her there nickname, is? the Red Witch, and she's lovely. She's beautiful. She got she had beautiful red hair in it, and she. And let me tell you, in the show, 
the carpets match the curtains because they show the Game of Thrones <laughs> being an HBO show was very, you know, except it wasn't a hustler show, but it went, it showed all that. And she was one of the two famous redheads in it. The other was the one that was the, um, oh Christ, I don't even know her name. And I shouldn't, people are going to beat me up over it. I understand. But uh, she was Melisandre. And she's uh, a longtime partner of Guy Pierce, the Australian actor. You know Guy Pierce. Yes, yes. And they have a they have a child together. Okay. Well, there's so, there I is mean, one that, more famous. There is another famous person. I looked it up, and I couldn't believe he was from there. Rembrandt. No, um, Armin van Buren, the uh, the world renowned DJ, um, trance music DJ. Oh, well, the, that is interesting. Thank you. And so it, I've. I've Armin Van Buren. Any relation yep. to any relation to the eighth president? No, no, not that I know of. I didn't. I, didn't I know see he's any. the eighth president because of Seinfeld. You know, <laughs> because the Van Buren boys would flash the eight sign. Van Buren. I guess it's an, Van Buren is definitely a Dutch name, and I imagine yeah. that would be some, a popular name in that. It's in the province of South Holland, which seems to be in the central part of Holland. I don't know. And Is that what they're calling South Holland? Yeah, and they call it West Holland. It looks like it's center. So I guess I don't get – I guess maybe Amsterdam is further east and everything to the west of it is called West Holland or whatever, West Netherlands. And uh, we do hope they keep on listening. Um, maybe we'll get eventually. I, I am going to. Um, I am asking if you are a listener in Later Dorp, please uh, contact me with someone. I want to get uh, someone directly on there. We'll, we'll add them to uh, the phone call in the, in the, the next week or so. And uh, we'd like to do a brief interview with you. Okay, we're going to move on from there. But here, two thumbs up to Later Dorp and all the Later Absolutely. Dorpers, all the Later Dorpers that listen to the show. <clears throat> Sorry for clearing my throat. Okay, so yesterday I was telling you, uh, Joe, I did an interview with a gentleman called uh, Jerry Brazy. And uh, he has a podcast out of Portland, Oregon. And he's a CEO of a company and he also does motivational self-help uh, he has an interesting story. The guy uh, uh, comes from a very big family, and he was living on the streets when he was 17, and he created his own business. And now he he just does motivational podcasts. He's you know bit of a uh, bit of a self starter. So during the show, I don't know if I gave. Um, he started talking about how I wanted, you know, as a bartender, he asked me my bartending stories about drinks I like to make and all that stuff and before we could get too deep into it uh, I let it be known I don't know if I gave it to him in my biography that I wasn't I was sober you know and I just uh, okay. not that that would not that that really should change the interview much but I didn't want to go and I, I wanted people to understand even though that's part of me it doesn't change me the way I, I feel about drinking, which is 
that's my job. I serve people and things like that. But while I was doing that, I was thinking about how do I describe my drinking? Because he asked me about that. What, what, when did I decide I had a problem and all that stuff? And I decided that the best way to illustrate it, I was watching a TV show where the characters were doing a Mad Lib. <laughs> and I am go yes, they were doing a Mad Lib. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to do a Mad Lib and see if it works. And I'll have you conduct it for me, okay? So for the first one, I'm going to want the first word will be um, a type of liquor, anything that has alcohol in it. It could be unique. It could be a particular one. Anything with apple? What? Alcohol. Anything with alcohol. Okay. You want uh, you want the type of li- bourbon? Bur- oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, an activity. An activity. Um, running. Running. Okay. A essential, an essential garment. Garment. Um, let's just say for women, uh, an essential garment. Yeah. Um, panties. Okay, I like that one. Okay. Um, give me a place. Any place, except it's going to say any place, not a bedroom. It doesn't have to be a room. It could be a public site or anything, but not a bedroom. Uh, A crosswalk. Okay, crosswalk. I like that one. I like that one. Okay. Um, And a piece of furniture... Um, dresser. Okay. Um, uh, a, a personal possession. Uh, pocket knife. Uh, okay, a type of medical facility. Clinic. Okay. And a body part. Toe. So, okay, here we go. This is Jim's drunken Mad Lib. Uh, while Jim was having bourbon, he decided to go running. When he woke up, He had lost his panties in a crosswalk (laughs) and fell asleep on a dresser. Jim had to look for his pocket knife so he could go... He had no... Jim had to look for his pocket knife so he could go to the clinic to get his toe looked at. There you go. That is an illustration on what my what drinking did for me 
I'm going to do songs. <laughs> I made, I wrote that one up. That took about five minutes. I think I can do better with that, Mad Libs. But I think I'm going to see. I I probably won't bring that up in my uh, a game they could do in AA. You know. Yeah. They may yeah. still think you're drinking. <laughs> you're right. <clears throat> so um, no, but you know that's I do drink a lot of coffee. Uh, the um, while we're halfway through the show, I just want to give a pitch for my friends at the Kind CBD and CBG products. That's D A K I N D. And if you ever need any CBD or CBG products, edibles, smokables, uh, or oil, you can find it at www. dot kind d a k i n d dot com. And there's about six distributors down here to, in the upper keys you can find them at, but they'll be happy to send them to you also. Thank you very much. Um, back at you here. I was, uh, let me tell you a brief story of this. In Poland, Joe, you know, I've gone to Poland regularly, and I was fascinated when I was over there at the type of music they listen to on, I love um, the Polish music, the Polish pop music, it's just like yeah. any pop music. It's, it's it's good. There's good. There's bad. There's hacky stuff. I, I like it. Uh, but the stuff they like that's of English origin, uh, there's popular ones. And, you know, they just they go for the top ones of that. And there's some weird ones from like 40 years ago that they're still. Uh, there's one called Lemon Tree. I guess that was big in Britain. Uh but there was this other song, and I heard it. And the woman who sang had a beautiful voice, but the guy who sang it sounded like me at a karaoke session. He had a really rough voice, a really rough voice. I never heard of the guy's name before, and I said, "Wow, uh, they must really just listen to them." you know, the melody, but I couldn't really explain how they could listen to the melody because this guy's voice was really bad. And I've heard Polish songs and there was all, almost all those songs, the people sang Polish, I noticed their voices were very nice, very good, very melodic. This guy's was raspy and rough and kind of like a non-melodic Joe Cocker. Okay? Yeah, this do, you, guy. Uh, do you happen to recall, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but there there was a very popular singer in Russia in the 60s and 70s that he sounded like he smoked eight packs of cigarettes a day and he was <coughs> in, in perpetual pain. But he was singing, not a very nice voice, mm-hmm. but it, very pat, very passionate, I guess, the message. I don't speak Russian, but... He was extremely popular, but it, what a horrible voice he had. Oh, this, but they this loved guy, him. This guy's Australian. This guy sings in English. This guy sings in English, and his name's Nick Cave. And the song is called Where the Wild Roses Grow. And I was listening to it. I said it, was a, it sounded like a love song. And I said, who the fuck would ever send this song to someone that cared? How would you dedicate this song? And for... Uh, years. I mean, I, I first heard it when I first went to Poland back in 2009. 
I heard it on the radio station. I said, what the fuck is this all about? They really picked the worst song I ever heard. And then I heard it subsequent times every time I'm in Poland. And I hear it on the um, online because Abby listens to this radio station called Radio Z in Poland. It's their kind of like their iHeartRadio in Poland. And so the song's called Where the Wild Roses Grow. Okay? And it was only yesterday or the day before I was listening to it and I found out what it was saying. And then it made complete sense. And then I looked at the guy and I thought, this guy's a genius. Really? And it's in English. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you the time. I'm going to, I, we can't play the song because of royalties, right? I'm gonna, right. I hate that. I'm going to kind of uh, do it real short. Okay. It's a guy and a girl singing a duet. It's Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue. You heard of Kylie Minogue, right? Hello? Are you there? I heard. I heard. Do you, you heard of Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Okay. Well, she she's relatively yeah she's relatively famous. Okay. So it's called Where the Wild Roses Grow, and it says they call me the Wild Rose, but my name was Eliza Day. Why they call me it? I do not know, for my name was Eliza Day. Now, the guy comes in. He has this really song. I'm going to sing it like, I mean, if I sing it, I'm going to sound better than that guy. From the first day I saw her, I knew she was the one. She stared me, stared in my eyes and smiled, for her lips were the color of roses that grew down the river all bloody and wild. Okay? Now, she comes in, and they talk about the first time they met. He knocked on my door, blah, 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 and he, uh, he, 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 uh, he, when he knocked on my door and entered the room, my trembling subsided in his sure embrace. He would be my first man, and with a careful, careful hand, he wiped the tears that ran down my face. And then she goes into, they call me the wild rose, but my name was Eliza Day, uh, and all uh, the stuff, the refrain. So, this the guy comes back in and with his creepy voice on the second day I brought her a flower she was more beautiful than any woman I've seen I said do you know where the wild roses grow so sweet and scarlet and free now once again the voice is real raspy and then she comes in again on the second day he came with a single red rose and he said will you give me your loss and your sorrow I nodded my head as I lay on the bed if I show you the roses you will you follow then she goes and they call me the wild rose blah, 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 blah. now on the third day this is the one <laughs> this is the one on the third day he took me to the river he showed me the roses and we kissed the last thing i heard was a muttered word as he knelt above me with a rock in his fist you get it interesting yeah, yeah. Okay, and then he comes in. On the last day I took her to the wild, where the wild roses grow, she lay on the bank, the wind light as a thief. I kissed her goodbye and said, all, all beauty must die. And I lent, I knelt, I guess he meant knelt down and planted a rose between her teeth. <laughs> so he killed her. He killed her. And that was it. She ends up with the wild rose. And it, it's um, a mer- it's a, it's, it was released on an album called by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds called Murder Ballads. And it is, uh, I didn't know that it's, it's a genre of music called Murder Ballads. And I was surprised by the songs they had, you know, 
I was uh, surprised. And and uh, you're going to give the history. I mean, I'm going to give you, um, you, you. Tell me what you learned, and then I'll tell you some of the songs. Yeah, well, murder ballads go back to uh, the Middle Ages um, as a means of communicating horrible stories. And, of course, <clears throat> with all the plagues and the pestilence going on, Middle Ages, not known for its medicine, um, it became um, something to, to, to put to words and music, uh, the macabre. And, of course, horrific acts committed by individuals. And it says right there, it's it's also about uh, deaths, uh, murders of passion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the the uh, in England, where where it kind of took off that way. But yeah, when I looked into it, I didn't realize that the genre went back to the Middle Ages, and this has been a thing, evidently. Yeah, like green. I guess green sleeves was that way, and um, the one about. there was one about the Mary Queen of Scots, but well, the famous ones in English you might know is uh, the song Tom Dooley, and that's like from the fifties about a yeah. guy, a guy who's going to his. Uh, it's not exactly; the, it's a murder ballad, but guy gets a death penalty uh, for murder. Uh, Lord Randall. Oh, Lord Randall this is an interesting one. The guy that's singing it while he's singing it. The lyrics uh, slowly discovers that he's ill and discovers he's been poisoned and he dies throughout the song. So, <laughs> Lord Randall. I'm saying, oh, how creative. He goes like this. I wrote, oh, my love, I wrote this for you because I know someday you might get sick of my shit and will poison me. Because I guess that was the thing that people used to do, poison. And to this day, they still do poisoning, even though... You know, it's really hard to get away with poisoning. You know? Yeah. You, you know, got to get a unique... Being one of those. Yeah. And, and, and then uh, there's... you ever Well, you ever seen the movie The Hunger Games? Yeah. I okay. Know. I actually use this song in my spin class. It's called The Hanging Tree. The Hanging Tree. Yeah. Are you... Are you going to the tree... Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's, it was in the Hunger Games. Uh, the song Delilah by Tom Jones. Is that a murder ballad? Yeah, that's a murder ballad. Oh, oh, oh Delilah. You know, I think uh, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not that big a fan of Tom Jones, but, you know, I guess he, she either killed herself or he killed her. Uh, Delilah, you know, if you got a name like Delilah, you're probably having a very interesting life anyway. You know? I think so. I met, I, I went out with a Delilah once for a brief, it was a briefest of brief nights, if you know what I mean. It hint. Very exciting. Was there, was, there, was, there, was there money involved? <laughs> no, no, there was no, no, no money. You know, it's, oh, it sounds like that? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, it was Desiree. Her name was Desiree. Same kind of name. Desiree, Delilah. It's like Desiree, Candy, um, what's another good uh, stripper name? Sabrina? Um, so, well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, those are <laughs> you all You know, I better be careful names. and say someone's name. And they're listening yeah, and they I know. Go, My name's Sabrina. I'm not a stripper yeah. or a hooker. Yeah, okay. but it's a great stripper name. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't okay. change the fact. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> El Paso. Remember that song? Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a beautiful girl. A Mexican yeah. girl or something like that. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and something happens and she gets shot and all that stuff. Um, um, Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks, where the singer uh, kills her abusive husband. You know, that was a famous one about, you know, 15 years ago or or 20, uh, 20 years ago, maybe. Um, Jimi Hendrix song, Hey Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Um, Jack Straw, that's uh, The Grateful Dead, but I think it's the one done with uh, uh, after, um, what's his name, died. Uh, Jerry Garcia died, the one that, uh, Grateful Dead with uh, Bruce Hornsby, uh, but Jack Straw. Uh, Janie's got a gun. Yeah, but does Janie ever kill anyone in that? Oh song? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja- does she? Janie okay. was sexually abused, and she killed her abuse. Janie was a girl, a young girl, and she was abused by an older man. I think. Yeah. Uh, Mac the knife. Mac the Knife? Yes. Yeah. Which was, yeah. Uh, what was that? Bobby uh, Darren. Bobby Darren. And, Bobby and, Darren. Uh, that's originally a German song, you know? That's a German song. I had no idea. Yeah, that came after World War II, and then, you know, it's one of these things where everyone was emulating because American culture was every place in the occupying place of the Axis powers and all that stuff. In Germany and stuff, everyone was emulating the Americans. Uh, the Nebraska uh, by uh, Bruce Springsteen. I didn't know that. Nebraska. Uh, and the most famous, the most famous rock ballad, I would call it the most famous rock ballad of all time that everyone sings. Everyone sings, and you probably know it. It's a, a rock opera type music. Oh, what's that? You know it. Queen. Oh, good God. That's... um. Oh, help me out with the name, name of, of the a song. German name of a German region, Southern Germany. Also, a nickname for someone who's artistic, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm Bohemian dr- Rhapsody. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yes, yes, yes. Good yeah. job, man. I just, I drew a blank on that one. Well, no, I figured I'd help you to it so you can find it. It's always better for me. I like because I always have. Um, I don't know. If it's just the way I think or not, but sometimes I have a hard time getting to the end of something or finding, you know, finding the words. And I accuse it of having so much knowledge in my head, but it could be, it could be an early onset. I hate to joke about it, but it's possible. It is always a possibility. And I don't want to be caught flat footed and say, wow, this guy did have signs of dementia and he was showing it on the podcast, you know? So that was me. Yeah. I mean, it's things that I know. I said, I know what it is. I just can't remember the name. I could remember the name of, you know, someone. But there's tons of songs like that. There's tons of songs. I When I said of murder ballads, and I go, wow, that's kind of weird. And I thought the guy Nick Cave was weird. And then I did a little research of the guy, and the guy says, the guy is brilliant. Kind of like, um, you ever hear of a singer named Tom Waits, a songwriter, Tom Waits? Uh, Waits. Yeah, Waits. Tom didn't, Waits. Uh, didn't didn't he have a band in the uh, in the eighties? 
Yeah, I, there was another guy by a was similar it, name. Was it Tom Waite? Was it was it the fix? Is that the same Tom Waite? Or am I talking about someone different? I think maybe because this guy does not have a nice voice. Did you ever see uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Um, the movie with Keanu Reeves and uh, what's that hot? Uh, oh, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, but you know uh, what? I don't even think I finished that movie. I just probably turned well, it he off. Would, but he yes, would, he was he was um, the uh, assistant to Dracula. He was stuck in a in a in a prison cell. And stuff like that, but he's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of movies. He's kind of, he's kind of really kind of weird, and he wrote a lot of um, uh, songs uh, that are kind of uh, drinking songs. He's well. Do you know Charles Bukowski? Who Charles Bukowski was? Nope. He was a friend of the guy that beat. He was like one of the beat poets. He was a writer in the in the sixties and seventies. Charles Bukowski. He was friends with the guy that did. Uh, John, he was like John. Uh, Jack Kerouac in that group and all that. Right. And this guy, Charles Bukowski, was barely employable. Uh, He was on the outside fringes of the literary society. Well, Tom Waits is the musical equivalent to that. And for some reason, they found him, and he's been in movies. He find you know, he's always kind of like playing a, a, he's a character actor, but he also wrote this amazing music. And he's uh, like this guy, Nick Cave. And Nick Cave originally was in a band. And I guess Nick Cave's around 61 right now. And when he first came out, uh, it was kind of a, a, a punk band, right? Kind of a punk. But they, they were called, his band was called The Most Violent Band. <laughs> the Most Violent. No, it wasn't the title. The critics called it The Most Violent Band. Uh, that wow! Yeah, and it wasn't like they beat people up or anything like that. It's just the way they played their music and addressed the things. And and I was just looking at the guy, and I said, he wasn't. He's not really good looking. He's kind of like dark, maybe darkly handsome and stuff like that. But the guy actually one of those few people, Nick Cave, that actually found his spot in life. I would, and he made a whole album of murder. And it, you know, he wasn't a big hit in the United States. That song, Where the Wild Roses Grow, for, you know, that was probably in, in certain outcast areas of, of U.S. culture, like certain places in L.A., Chicago, New York, uh, the certain scenes. I'm sure that was popular, right? But where sure. it really got big, and it didn't even reach number one there, was Germany, Sweden. Uh, the Netherlands, uh, Britain, <clears throat> Australia. Not not so much in Australia, but outside his country. And I said, wow. You know, what a, a creative soul. And, you know, it's, it's somewhat, maybe somewhat violent imagery, and maybe it's misogynistic and stuff like that, but he got Kylie Minogue. He, he he got Kylie Minogue to sing a duet with him. Who she was much more famous than he was at that time, and the guy did it. And to this day, that song plays. Now people are going to look at it, and they're going to look at it. And they're going to look at it in a different light. It's going to open up a whole series of stories, 
and they say, wow, there's a reason why this happened. There's a reason why these songs were popular, because they tell a story. Oh, you know? yeah. And yeah. Well, they... I'm impressed. I, I, you know, originally when I heard it, I thought, you guys, I mean, and why in Poland? I mean, why in Poland they like that? Maybe because the royalties, you don't have to pay a lot of money for royalties to play it or something like that. But I, mean, I think it, they, you, you know, it's playing on a Polish station. And more than half the people that are listening to it don't understand English. So someone probably says, what's that song about? And people say, that song is about a guy that takes a girl on one date and decides to murder her. <laughs> Damn God. How dark. I know, I just went on. And I just how dark. I'm, and I'm not saying the imagery, murder, and all that stuff, not good. But it tells a story. And there's, all, there's always stories. In, you know, you can't say our culture is, is, isn't immune to it. You know, it's one of the things we like to, you know, like to do. We like to be intrigued. So that intrigued me. That yeah. really got me. So. Well, yeah. When when you uh, earlier when you told me about uh, murder ballads, I thought, you know, is this something new? And then when I looked into it, I was I was also I was fascinated. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a cultural expression. It it it, it it's a genre. It's been around forever. Yep. You know, eventually, you know, it's a big enough world out there. It's a big enough world. And because of the Internet, there's genres and now there's subgenres, right? Oh, yeah. We did this show that there's people out there that are uh, uh, furries, you know, furries. We talked about that uh, before the Internet. There were furries. But after the Internet, a furry is, you know, someone that gets turned on for dressing up like, a you know, a stuffed animal. And they they actually have intercourse together. They do things together, dress like that. And it's and there's all sorts of ones. And there'll be other songs. And there'll be songs about people. Eventually, I mean, there's a billion people out there. The more people get an internet, there'll be a song a song up there describing uh, foreign objects people had uh, stuck up their ass. <laughs> And Someone not, will write a song about it. There's no well, doubt. Well, song. I said there's going to be a subgenre about it. There'll be all different ones, and why they yeah. why that happened, and all that stuff. I went to the emergency room, tried to explain how a, a four inch replica of the Statue of Liberty got stuck up my ass, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then and then go on like that, and it was go, and there'll be another one that says, "My darling brought me a banana." All frozen and thinking, you know, like that, and it'll be all, and it, it'll, it's a bold, it's a, I, I, it's a bold prediction, and I hope years from now they ever uncover it and said this guy came up with it. Yeah. This guy came up with it. Hey, they started doing it already. They started doing it already. I just realized when I was saying it, I thought I didn't write this down, Joe. There was a on uh, Senate Live uh, Chance the rapper. They did a bit on Santa Live last year, and it was about him um, uh, liking to have his butt electrified, and he dies. And it's actually a murder ballad, too, 
oh my god, it tied together. And he dies when he puts he climbs up on the roof of a house and sticks a pole in his ass during a, a thunderstorm. It was called. It, it was these. The bit was all these uh, these couples walking through a graveyard, and these four ghosts come out, and they sing the songs of their demise. Right. 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 And one's a ship captain, and the other is a woman who uh, was being romanced by guys in the you know eighteen hundreds, and she, her gown caught on fire by candles, and. A, another uh, something else happened to some other guy but then chance comes up and starts singing well i really don't feel like singing this we'll just pass along and people say wait you can't skip this and he tells his story and it actually rhymes perfectly he goes when i was a little boy and it says like this i like the tingle feeling that when i got when i sat on it he sat on an outlet or something like that got a little buzz and i like the feeling and what could be a bigger shock than the one that comes out of the sky and and he sings that one and everyone all the ghosts are staring at him he goes oh my god that's outrageous so so i mean i sometimes i think i'm coming up with something original and that's what i worry about like i said that's why i worry about being derivative and i will call myself out i was somewhat derivative on that uh, claim that I came up with that idea. But maybe it's not a genre yet, so maybe I can still claim that. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, maybe. Now. Okay. Well, Joe, I'd like to thank you. Uh, do you have any big plans uh, for today and the rest of the week? Uh, no. Um, probably not until the week after next, I believe. Uh, the release date for my book has been set for the 17th of this month. So there'll be, I'll let you know more about it. As, well, as we well when that, that comes day. up, I'll be happy to post that um, for our listeners. Cause like I said, we have literally tens and tens of people. Available. Yeah, so absolutely. That's always yeah. a good thing. But, yeah. but as far as stuff to do today, I'm, uh, I'm going to go run my partner some coffee at work and then uh, maybe uh, sit in front of my computer and see if I can, scratch out another chapter of my next book all right all right well hey thank you for being here don't hop off i want to talk to you later i'm just going to play the music and uh sure thing okay well i'd like to thank the listeners for listening today we'd like to uh thank once again our sponsors you can go on to our, our website to find bellissima wines go to keysbartender.com look for sponsors you can find bellissima wines under the section called sponsors and you go through the link there if you'd like to purchase some of their fine Prosecco and sparkling white wine. Also I'll post in the show notes the uh, the website thekind.com and they're the wonderful producers of CBD and CBG products. Thank you very much for listening and we'll be back soon.